Well, good evening, uh, friends. Thanks for joining us for our midweek uh, meetup. My name is Carl Messenger. I serve here as one of the pastors and elders, and we're joined with Mitch Kuhn, also a pastor and elder. And uh, we've really enjoyed um, just even just us personally hanging out and getting to, to do these, thinking through, hey, what's going on in the world? What's going on in our body, in our city, in ourselves? And so uh, it's been fun to um, prepare these uh, these short little moments of just some scripture and just some application to the world around us. And so um, as we're going to hop into that, just kind of some cool updates uh, as people are joining us and, and hopping on uh, right now, is um, if you've been tracking with us for the last couple of weeks, you've heard us talk about how we're um, par- how we've partnered with Tampa General Hospital and they reached out to us with a need um, for these like gift bags for uh, these new parents who are at the hospital in the birthing room, which is great, but they literally can't leave it. Well, uh, it's incredible, and we'll have to keep checking our numbers. We've had over $2,000 come in already. Um, we just dropped off the first uh, just over 50 bags. Uh, if you've seen on social media, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable awesome. what the team has done. And, and Mitch and I were, were even talking, and this is a really cool thing, and actually it might even sneak into, yep. I didn't even think about this till now, what we're about to talk about, but... I was like, Mitch, like, how much of that whole process did you personally do? And he's like, I wrote a little note, and that was it. And the funny thing, this is just, you don't even need to know this, but I'm just jo- I'm laughing because I'm either brilliant or really, really lame. But in our staff <laughs> meeting, uh, like just last week, we were talking about, okay, well, who's going to own the project? I'm like, I'll own it, you know, because Tally had reached out to me, and I kind of knew about it. And <laughs> I have literally done nothing with this thing so there's leadership for you right there that's how you own a project but just seeing the body and our staff Shelly Eckenweiler has done a ton with it and so we want to give her mad props and of course Tally is just incredible and she made it Mm -hmm. smooth so so that was really neat and so um you know give to that and there's an easy way to give redeemer tampa uh, dot com slash giving and there's there's prompts for general giving there's prompts there for our vision out offering that's what we're doing and so there's some thoughts on that um, going forward, yeah. Um, as we continue to do those things, and we're going to continue to do the bags because they're awesome. Yeah. And we want to be connected to people who are, you know, experiencing loneliness yeah, or sure. brokenness or any of that. So as this progresses, and as you guys are giving to Vision Out and all of those things, uh, there's a couple things that I think are important. With that, is we're still doing all the things we were doing. So as you give, you know, just your regular generosity, your rather regular giving to the Lord and to the church body, uh, we're still doing all those other things. So make your mark in Ethiopia, um, feeding the homeless, mm-hmm. Salvation Army. You know, uh, we've done some things recently with Metropolitan Ministries. So all those things that we were doing are still happening. Yep. And God's been really good and really faithful, and he's doing that through through you, through the body. So those are things that you don't necessarily see or participate in physically, uh, but that are still happening. And we want to do more. We want to up that. Yeah. We, we would love to up that. So keep doing that. But then that specific vision out offering, so as we do these TGH bags, mm-hmm. we've got that. It's like a well-oiled machine, as Carl already said. <laughs> And so now we're thinking, you know, what else, you know, as you guys have been so generous, what what else can we do for the body, for the city? So a couple things, like you're going to see an email address pop up on the screen, office at RedeemerTampa.com. As you see things that 
you think the body together could be paying attention to, investing in, helping, uh, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I think even I forget is we can't address things that we don't share. Um, so go ahead and, and share that stuff with us. We, we want to know about it. We want to walk through that. Mm-hmm. If you are personally uh, facing any kind of hardship, uh, also email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to spend time with you. I would love to spend time with you, whether it's a video chat mm-hmm. or email or you know any kind of counseling like that. Yeah. I'd be more than happy to do that. Um, but then for those projects as well, you know, as you see things around our city mm-hmm. that we can be a part of or that the collective body yeah. can can jump in on, let us know. We want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, and then also what we're going to kind of dive into here is on a personal level. So there, there's a lot that uh, can be said for what we do individually because mm-hmm. really th- there's one aspect where we do a big project and we can get something done. But how cool would it be if 120 adults yeah. were all discipled mm. and every one of us in our spheres of influence was being the disciple who makes disciples? You know, we're going to see the gospel spread yep. way faster that way. But that's not to say we don't do the corporate things and that they're not good. You know, so so we are given those opportunities like when TGH reaches out or yep. Salvation Army reaches out or our homeless friends reach out. So we're going to step into those as they come. Um, but we also want to talk about our individual response to what Scripture lays out for us to do. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of being the church is that, you know, together and through God's leading, um, we can we can really be present in our community and in each other's lives and, and others' lives, believers and unbelievers alike. And so continue to partner in that way. And, um, yeah, like Mitch said, you know, send, send us the thoughts as, as you're, you know, this is a good just – discipleship moment for the rest of our lives is just have eyes up and out and ears like what where are their needs in the community or in, in your neighbors and in your own lives and, and share them you know one of my mentors you've probably heard me say but he says healthy people ask for what they want so healthy people have have an idea of of needs and and they're not afraid to just mention it doesn't mean we can do everything but you know if tally never called us there's no gift bags for these new parents like Praise God, and yeah. and where we've taken that, we're, we want to get we're we're looking at buying books for for people in the hospital, like give them something to do, and like this is pretty pretty awesome thing. So the last thing with that, and we'll we'll hop into First Peter here, is um, a reminder uh, to stay connected or get connected if you're not. And I know it looks differently, but I think you know we keep saying that, and and I I can't wait to not say that anymore. <laughs> like when different is what used to be, like hey, it's different. We can hang out in person, but you know, you've likely some somewhat adjusted to Zoom or Google Chats or Google Hangouts or phone or you know, you know, online stuff. Like it's like back in the day, you know, on AIM and all that. But like, get connected, and our city groups are still going on, and so you can join them. In fact, maybe it's easier for you to join one now. Yep. You know, um, where you don't have to necessarily drive all over town potentially. So check those out on our, on our groups. Reach out to us if you have any questions, and then just even. Just, just connecting with each other and with the Lord. Like we've got time. Like be reading, be reading in the Word, be in prayer and journaling and all that. And so, um, just make sure you get connected. Let us know how we can help facilitate that, um, and we'd, we'd be happy to do it. So yeah, for sure. Yep. Why don't you pray for us, and then we'll dive in. Perfect. Lord, uh, thanks for uh, this time, even um, amidst the annoyances and difficulties of, of of where we're at right now. 
Um, we are thankful for the gift of technology, that we can leverage it, and we can be present. We can be in each other's living rooms right now. And we can be in your presence right now. And as we open your word, your very word, the words, the oracles of God written, preserved for us, that we can know you, we can see you in these words, and then you can see us and you can read us through these words. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear your truth um, from the scripture and that we would uh, end our time knowing you better, um, but also having keen eyesight, spiritual eyes out to the world. Uh, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we're, if you have a Bible, go to First Peter. We're going to be in chapter 2 predominantly, and we'll jump a little bit uh, from there. But we just wanted to have a discussion tonight with you, with each other, about really the body and how it functions. I think mm-hmm. one of the things that happens in this moment is we get a little paralyzed, like, what exactly are we supposed to do right now? Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not a humanitarian aid organization. We're not a Salvation Army. We're not, you know, whatever those things are. And they do really good work, and we partner with them. Um, but what is the function of the body of Christ? What are, what are we supposed to do in this moment? And um, I love just Peter's language about this topic. I love how he incorporates the gospel into it. I love how he incorporates uh, good work into it and, and so many things. So we want to we wanna walk through that uh, for just a few minutes. But let me encourage you to, in your own time, uh, this week, next week, to carefully read through First Peter. It's going to give you a lot of language and a lot of handles uh, for your faith in this time. Because they were going through intense hardship. Oh, yeah. They were facing things that, that were even far worse yep. than what we're experiencing right now. But because of that, we get to, we get to glean from that. So take, a, take some time to do a careful reading of First Peter, and, and that will help you. But as we get into chapter 2 here, I go back to the last verse of chapter 1. Um, and it begins here. It begins yep. with drawing our vision up. The vision is Jesus. It's always about him. And so at the end of chapter one, it says this word is the good news Mm. that was preached to you. Mm. So it begins with salvation. It begins with being brought in, adopted into the family of God. And so if you've never given your life to Christ or surrendered to him, I would encourage you just right now, let us know. Let us walk you through that. There's buttons on Church Online. There's a chat wall. You can email us. Figure out a way to get in touch with us. And uh, I'm sure we have some great hosts online tonight. I'm sure they'll give you some little links that you can (laughs) click on. And they, they do a great job. But the rest of this doesn't matter if you're not following Jesus. Because this is something that you can't do on your own. You're going to hear some things in here that you're like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> and that's the point, yep. you know, that, that it's bigger than us, that we must look outside of ourselves to do some of this stuff. And so it begins there. It begins with the gospel. Yep. And it's because of the gospel that we're able to do these next things. So look at look at chapter two, first Peter, chapter two. Let's just read the first three verses and we'll kind of unpack that. Verse one says, so put away all malice. 
all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Okay, pause. That's why it starts with the gospel, right? I mean, which one of us has gotten rid of all of our malice? You're not jealous about anybody. Yeah, right. And all deceit and hypocrisy. How's that going? All envy, slander, right? So, yeah, we need Jesus. <laughs> we need Jesus. Well, you know, I think, it's, I think it's Spurgeon, but you can Google, you know, dead theologians. Yeah. But who says, you know, uh, if I if I were to if I were to look um, and find the perfect church, I wouldn't find it. But if I did, the second that I joined it, <laughs> it would cease to be perfect. So, so true. That's uh, all of us there. So true. So I think when you think about that, um, you know, the first thing that jumps out to me there is hypocrisy. It's the thing that I think non-Christians point to about the church. I think it's one of the things that we all struggle with. But I think there's a I think there's a misdirection on what it actually is. I I think hypocrisy is not that you believe this and therefore never get anything wrong and you never sin and we just know that's not possible romans 7 the great apostle (laughs) paul is like man i do the thing i don't want to do i don't do the thing that i want to do and we all wrestle with that so what then is hypocrisy hypocrisy is when i refuse to recognize that Mm -hmm. hypocrisy is me not being real me not being authentic you're faking it you're you're pretending it's the problem with the pharisees that that jesus talked to all the time is that it's this idea that i do have it all together and i'm going to look around and figure out which one of you don't have it together and i'm going to let you know you don't have it together just missing the whole fact that that i don't have it all together you want to yeah, I mean the Greek word, uh, root word there um, is is literally their word for actor. Yeah. And so even if you've ever looked at uh, any ancient, even like ancient archaeology, the the Hippodrome, that was their yeah. their theater. So it was if you're living a life as an act, if you're acting, you're playing the part. The Pharisee example is just front and center in the gospel. Yeah. Um, and it and it's it's pervasive in the church and in and in Christian circles and. Again, Paul addresses this. Yeah. Okay, so then should I continue sinning because I'm under grace? Well, by no means. So yeah. it's not the pendulum. Well, you swing it in all these directions. <laughs> but it's, yes, desire and to live rightly, yeah. but know that you can't. Right. So don't fake it. Like, we fake it. Yeah. Like, everything's good, or I'm good, yeah. or I don't sin. No, you're human. You're fl- that, that is the law and the gospel, is that yeah. you will sin your entire life. Until until we're with Christ, and that's part of the beauty of that. So yeah, don't fake it, and that that's what he's what he's getting at there. Yeah, yeah and so I, I think it, it invites us, it gives us permission to really drop that illusion, drop yeah. that illusion that that we are bringing more to the table than than we yeah. actually are, and and that's going to affect mm-hmm. our relationships with each other. Yeah, you know, if, if I'm constantly worried about what other people are doing, yeah. I I there's no way that I can possibly be doing what God's called me to do. I like to think of it this way. If I'm so preoccupied with, you know, seeing people the way Jesus sees them because I'm in love with Jesus and he's changed Mm -hmm. me like that kind of attitude. You know, we talk about positivity and things Mm -hmm. like 
that's positive. Yeah. Like that's good stuff. And so and so it says that in in no cert, no uncertain way. Mm. So verse two, like, let's drop the illusion. Yep. Okay. I've got all these feelings that I'm feeling, and they're wrong. They're sinful, mm. and every one of us feels them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to repent. I'm going to drop that illusion. I'm going to turn towards Jesus. I'm going to fix my eyes on him again. So what happens in that moment? Okay, verse 2, like newborn infants, long for. And long for is a command there. Yeah, that's good. It's not just, hey, this is a great idea. Hmm. You should try this. You know, this might be good for you. This might make a difference in your life. No, no, no. Long for. It's a command that God's giving us through, through Peter's pen. And it says this, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So we're going to drop that illusion and instead be filled with something pure. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make a difference. So so it's the word and it's that movement of growing in our salvation. So we look look to Jesus. We look to him. And it begins there with salvation. And then when Jesus moves in, he begins this process of transformation. So the sanctification problem process begins with me looking to Jesus for salvation. It's it's me becoming more aware of my need for Jesus. It's Romans 7 again. I've got this wrestling. So sanctification isn't me becoming perfect. That will only happen at the return of Christ, yeah. you know, like new heaven, new earth. You know, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But transformation. So we learn about ourselves by paying attention to what we see. Are, are, are we looking around seeing the good? Mm-hmm. Are we looking around celebrating what God is doing? Or are we looking around saying, they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. He's not doing that. She's, she's over there doing that, you know. And that sounds facetious, but. It's a lot more tempting, and like I'll just speak for myself. It's really yeah. tempting in my own life um, to to drift that way. Yeah. What do you think about well, that? I mean, it's easy to be a critic. It's so easy. That's good. Um, and and it's probably no coincidence. I don't know. I'm not saying we're discovering something new here, but what actors, movies, critics on the other side. So it's like fake it or you know criticize everything. No, like neither of those. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. I, I saw a quote the other day. I wish I it's probably, probably liked it on Twitter or something. I forget exactly what it said, but it said that um, you know we're we're overly critical of other people's faults and overly generous of our own. And I'm like, <laughs> yep, crap. Yeah, yeah. sorry, that's yep. me. What's the raise your hand emoji? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like love, love, <laughs> hit heart, that heart, heart, <laughs> Yeah, because babies crave milk for a few reasons, right? Because, A, it's good. It's Mm. good for them. You know, for you to spend time in God's Word Mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. It's good because it's nourishing. So it's good, but it's good because it's nourishing. That baby will not grow if it's not feeding on good, nourishing milk. Yep. And, I mean, this is a totally different study, but those of you who are in the medical profession, like, mama's milk is unbelievable in comparison to anything else. So, And that's a different conversation. But the the picture here is important because Peter's saying, the Holy Spirit's saying to you that that time in the Word, that pure spiritual milk, is 
life-altering. Mm-hmm. Like, dropping that illusion that we just talked about isn't even possible unless you are drawing near to God. Mm-hmm. And then he'll draw near to you. Yep. And then he'll lift you up. And so that is so critical. And I know that, like, as pastors, like, we, like, that's just, like, knee-jerk reaction, mm-hmm. like, hey, you spend time in your word. Right. But it's true. Yep. It's true. Because, I mean, probably eight out of ten people that I chat with, you know, when we really dig in my own life, when I look at the times I'm struggling, it's normally because yep. I'm not being nourished. And if I'm not being nourished, you know, I think one of our elders, I forget which one, said said this phrase that, you know, when when you're walking around and somebody bumps you, yeah. like what spills what out spilled? of you? Mm-hmm. What spills yeah. out of you? Does Christ spill out or does your flesh overflow yeah. at that point? So you want to add to that at all? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's good, it's nourishing, and, and it satisfies, right? Yeah, I mean, again, good. if you've had kids, it's like, boom, put them to bed. Even us as adults, like you would get hangry. And then, I mean, I tell you, I'm I'm bad at this still, still. And like Liz <laughs> will point out sometimes, not only do do I once I'm hungry, like I need to eat. There's actually a checkpoint before that where it's like I actually just need to to decide and get get the dinner or get the meal in motion. <laughs> yeah. And like my countenance completely changes. It's definitely an area of growth, but it's a reality, right? And so you know. My boy C.S. Lewis, he's got uh, arguably his most famous quote, really. But he says, if we find within ourselves um, desires that this world can't meet, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And, you know, Psalm 84, better is one day in God's courts than thousands elsewhere. I just like to look at that and be like, you know, I've done and seen and experienced some pretty awesome stuff. And and I'm a guy who, who loves life. Like, you know, I'm... I just I love life, I, I, food, all these things we're talking about. So I, I, you know, depression is not really a thing f- for me. I know that's not true for everyone, but like I can get that verse totally. Like I, I've seen the Stanley Cup one in person. Like I've done awesome things, and 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 love life. Um, but anything, our best thing pales in comparison. Nothing satisfies yeah. like the pure, true. Love and truth and life in Christ. And so, yeah, I think, I mean, the verse speaks for itself, but yeah, it's totally there. Yeah, so, and, and, you know, we don't need to convince people that this is prevalent in the church. It's prevalent in the capital C church. I mean, the criticism, I mean, the comment sections on prominent church people's feeds, you know, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, I mean, it's the toilet bowl of humanity. It really (laughs) is. I mean, you know, people who call themselves Christians mm. and then just shred people. And, and I get it for for some of you, you know, that are going to watch it, this or listen, sure. you know, who are going to be like, yeah, but defend the truth, defend yeah. the truth. Like, yeah. we don't defend lions. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just let it go. But, yeah, and, and with that, I mean, part of that problem is is the medium. It's the social media you thing. Bet. Like, yeah. listen, if you really think there's a false teacher out there or whatever it is that's chapping you, Go to them. If, if they're claiming to be a brother, I mean, there's scripture for this, yeah. you know, but we don't do that. We take the easy, anonymous way out, and, yeah. and that's a word for all of us. Like, you know, who is engaged with uh, an online, be it politics, religion, what restaurants the best, what teams the best, who cares? Um, not one mind has ever been changed in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. Only only more um, strife and, yes. you know, envy and slander and, and frankly, hypocrisy. So, yeah, no doubt. Boom, there it is. Yeah, Peter is, is, was ahead of, ahead of the times. That's good. 
so then uh, you know what I love about this is this is a this is not a negative thing right you know this is a beautiful yeah. you know the body of Christ yeah. you know as Peter moves from that you know if you have tasted and seen mm. that the Lord is good yeah. like there's some natural flow here yeah. you know so when you come to verse 4 first uh, Peter chapter 2 verse 4 I love this phrase as you come yeah. to him Again, that just the vision is Jesus. Like we just we continue to look to him, <clears throat> look to him, look to him. And it says, as you come to him, a living stone mm-hmm. rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So we go back to this question, what is the church? If it's not humanitarian mm. aid, if it's not, mm. you know, mm. um, to be Salvation Army or one of the other things, it doesn't mean we neglect those things. Mm-hmm. You know, the the body of Christ is active in every sphere of culture. And that's an awesome thing. But the the entity of the local church is primarily a discipleship yep. organization. It's a living organization yep. making disciples. So we're being disciples yep. and making disciples. And the way we do that is we look to Jesus yep. and then he moves in and transforms us to him, like him, and then with him. Then we, lo- then we look out yep. to get together yep. uh, at the world. Uh, you want to speak to that? I love it. Yeah, be and make disciples. You nailed it. Like that is the, the call for every church. And every person, which is what makes the church, it's the people. And, and, and yes, I don't want to downplay the personal gifts and, and, I mean, blessing. I can't even put proper words of salvation. Like, I, Carl, it, I am so in need of Christ and so thankful that he has saved me and that I, I'm with him for eternity now and especially later, no doubt about it. But it, it, these are living stones. And so as we are growing, all of a sudden, just like a kid, like all of a sudden we're aware of more things and we can do more things. We have more abilities and talents and resources. And, and we, we have to look away from ourselves. Unless you're still a baby, then just play and sit in your own filth and drink your milk. But then as we grow, we, like you said, we look out. And so what does it look like to look out? And what are the things we're actually looking for and how do we get involved? Uh, to mm. me, that's what comes out of that. That's good. That's good. And so, you know, the way we've tried to put language around that for the body here at Redeemer yeah. is, is, a, is three things. So if you're taking notes, I, I would encourage you to write these down and Do pray it. through them yeah. and practice them. Mm. Th- these are the handles. So as I look to Jesus and then he comes in and I begin to look like him. So I've looked to him. Now I look like him. Because he's transforming me, the gospel, I'm, I'm walking in that, I'm growing up into my salvation. And then as I turn and look with him at the world, um, we've put some, some language around this that, that I think is really helpful. And so here's the three things if you're, if you're writing these down. Number one, draw near to the broken. Yep. Draw near to the broken. Brokenness is everywhere Mm -hmm. it's in yourself Mm -hmm. that you need to pay attention to and drag it into the light as scripture says we bring that into light as he is in the light 
and you know because darkness will not overcome it. Um, so we draw near to the broken, and then we celebrate the good. As you're drawing near to the broken, we don't get cynical. Mm-hmm. We we celebrate the good. We celebrate beauty, and, and all of those things that that God's doing and seeing. And so you know, there's a fine line here because we don't want to get prideful. We don't want to say, "Look at me! Look at all the things I'm doing!" You know, we wrestle with that even as a church leadership yep. team. Yep. You know, we want to tell stories. We want to tell what God's doing. We want to testify to the goodness of God. But then we're also conscious of don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, yep. right? Like there, there's a there's a balance there, and so um, good is happening all around. So we draw near to the broken, celebrate the good. And as we do that, then we look and we participate in the future. So uh, draw near to the broken, celebrate the good, participate in the future. And there are individual aspects of that and corporate aspects of that. You want to comment on that? Yeah, I mean, it's broken people, broken processes, uh, broken uh, institutions. Like Christians, we are people of action. And if you're not sure about that, if we're in 1 Peter... James, all right, our boy James, you just yep. a couple pages, you just hang with yep. him too. And Peter was like that too. Peter, to a fault, was a guy of action, you know, he cut yeah. off a guy's <laughs> ear. Um, and so we draw near to that, and I love, we don't get cynical, and this goes with the whole critic thing. Um, and celebrating the good, you know, even as I just, uh, no one's paying attention, but I just wrote down some thoughts as you were speaking. The church historically has, in a lot of ways, done this well. And certainly it's well documented where it's done it poorly with, you know, like <laughs> yeah. um, wars, <laughs> um, control, Crusades. the yeah, hypocrisy yeah. that we're talking about. Like, no question about it. Like, a lot of sin, crusades, yeah, which one? Um, hundreds of years of, of, of that, uh, of just really grasping at power. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the human side of it, you know. But there's a lot of good. I mean, art. Science, yeah. medical. I mean, you know, business, you, this, oh, hospitals, medicine. freedom. I mean, it's for freedom. You set free. It's yeah. it's it has changed government. Um, now, it might need to be uh, reformed and rechanged again. But these come out of Christian ideals. And again, I'm not the biggest art guy. I kind of like architecture, but I like art and stuff. But my goodness, I mean, you look at all the most famous Renaissance. I mean, believers there and, and science. And we see it even even within our body, Redeemer, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we've got artists mm-hmm. here who never think about some of the things that, like, maybe, you know, our, our buddy Kenny, yeah. you know, who, who spends his Tuesday nights feeding the homeless. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Both of those things are amazing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kenny. Yeah. Good work, brother. We love you. Hot dog Kenny. Yeah, and so... You know, but then we have other guys and women who are strong leaders in the business world. Yep. Uh, you know, so so I mean, the body is it's a beautiful thing yep. that God's doing, and so every member is a minister. Boom. So every single one of us has things. So so if you are passionate about outreach, be the evangelist God has called you to be. Be the person out serving the city. That God has called you to be. Then you got guys like me who are just nerds. Like this is <laughs> this is what I do. Like I just like my Bible's marked up. I I see stuff, and you know, we're all uniquely yeah. gifted. And and Peter talks about that. You want to talk about and, that? And it's exactly. And that is the participation in the future. So we don't just 
have our warm fuzzies. Yeah. We don't just have our holy huddle. We don't just have our church services. We participate in the future with the gifts and the talents that God's given us, the roles he's called us to do. Every single one of us is called to contribute. And so we participate and we take kingdom ground. And yeah. that looks like a hundred things. It might look like like Patty Schweitzer writing a poem. He's amazing. Like, yep. oh, my goodness. And arts, music, um, preaching, studying, just being in a city group. Like, it's, yeah, we have people who lead these groups, but every group is better when you're in it. And Absolutely. you contribute a ton. And so we take kingdom ground in our workplace, on our streets, in our neighborhoods, in our families, literally everywhere. It can't be overstated. We, we, could, we, we couldn't. We'd run out of paper before we ran out of things to list of ways we can participate in the future and take kingdom ground. And that's what's so exciting, right? Is like when I start to think about it, like Redeemer, we're not a we're not a big church, but we've got over a hundred adults. There's waves that could my word. If a hundred of us were active disciples, it would change our city. Yep, it really would. Quickly, it would change our city. It would certainly change our neighborhood. Yep, like all of those things. So. So let's close in this way. Um, in verses 9 to 12 of 1 Peter 2, we, we see a couple things. First of all, we see six declarations about you and I, about who we are and whose we are, to the three things that are expectations of us. So there's six things about us. And then there's three things that are expected of us. Mm-hmm. And that that's important mm-hmm. because... It's not until you know whose you are that you will know what to do. Yep. And, and that's so important. And so let me just read it, and then you can give us some closing cool. thoughts. All right? But th- this is a beautiful passage of Scripture. So here's, here's what it says, starting in verse 9. But you, put your name there. Mm. Put Redeemer there. But, but Redeemer. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. That's why we say every member a minister, right? Because every one of us is part of this royal priesthood. I love this. A holy nation. A people for his own possession. Mm. And there's a reason. Mm. I love this. Mm. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people. But now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Mm -hmm. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, Mm -hmm. so that when they speak against Mm -hmm. you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds, your good works, and glorify God on the day of visitation. Pretty awesome. It's a great text. I mean, you know, I I think we say that every time because the whole thing is. <laughs> Guilty. But, yeah, <laughs> boom. Um, and, you know, obviously we, we've just really camped out in a dozen or so verses, so no surprise that they're, they're really the same thread. But, you, you know, it's easy to sometimes we can read this like oh I have to maintain good conduct I have to be perfect and we can go back to that lie of, of hypocrisy yeah no be real like there's there's nothing more attractive than someone who's real because all of us are broken 
and and none of us bat a thousand and so that's the thing there but you know we're we're foreigners or sojourners and exiles like we are spies in enemy territory it's good you are a spy like dude if that doesn't get you kind of jacked up and like i'm <laughs> like i'm a sp- cool like i you know I, I can be a spy like yeah. go and take some ground like go and 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 spread the word as small a seed bigger water it watch it grow harvest it like play a role in the kingdom and i mean you nailed it with the whole here's these declarations like this is this is whose we are and, and who we are in christ and then what do we do with it and, and that's the thing in in verse the second half of verse nine the the so that and anytime you, you read in scripture like i'm just maybe it's just how i'm wired like i'm just not a whole do as i say type of guy i'm sure that gets me in trouble a lot of times but like it, I'm just not satisfied with the f- even for the Bible tells me so, or because I said so, or my parents, or or, or anyone. I want to be convinced, and God does that. He doesn't just give you these lists of rules. Yeah. It's so that you may proclaim the virtues of the one who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. We were once not a people. We did not have mercy. We've been shown mercy. So, why do we live this way? Why do we celebrate the good? Why do we draw near to the broken? Why do we we participate in the future so that we can proclaim yeah. who God is. And yeah. so that is in your sphere, in your relationships, with everything God's given you. And, okay, maybe not everything we have that we want to have, but you've got it. You've got a lot. And so proclaim it. I love it. I love it. You know, and if you take us up on reading through First Peter, you know, yeah. when you come to First Peter 4, it talks about, you know, the end is near. Yeah. Like our days yeah. are numbered. Whether Jesus comes back or we pass away, like even this pandemic, like it reminds us the end is near. The end is near. So that changes some stuff, you know, uh, to be self-controlled, sober-minded, you know, all of that. Above all, 1 Peter 4, 8, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers Mm. a multitude of sins. Who doesn't need that? You know, like we like let's let's increase the love that that we feel for our brothers and sisters then you get down to you know first peter five and it talks about what what is what is mitch's role here what is carl's role here what what is a shepherd's role you know to to shepherd the flock and so some really good things in there for you to think about and to be about so yeah really good stuff i hope that's helpful to you i know it was me just thinking about okay in in this new normal like what what does it look like to be the body of christ and to be a part of a a local church being built up together as a spiritual house you know what you bring to this spiritual house your living stone is an integral part of the house that's being built jesus is the cornerstone and we're all built on that and if you don't bring what you have and i don't bring what I have, and Carl doesn't bring what he has, and every single member of the body, we're not going to be what God has called us to be. So maybe for you it starts with jumping in growth track. Just walk through, you know, the basics of what we believe and who God's made you to be, and then get to work. You know, because I love Ephesians 2.10, and I've preached on this recently, so I won't dive into it, but... We're created yeah. for good work in Christ. Yeah. So as we look to him, he's going to come in and we're going to begin to look like him. And then we get to look with him. Yeah. So pretty awesome Amen. stuff. Anything good. you want to add before we No, I love it. God's close? masterpiece. God's workmanship. Amen. You bet. You bet. Good stuff. All right. Well, let me pray for us. And then again, 
uh, office at RedeemerTampa.com. Please be in touch with us. Uh, you, you probably, many of you have our, our phone numbers and sure, email out. address. Yeah. So please reach out. Let, let's, uh, let's be the body of Christ. Let's work together uh, to be who God's called us to be. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray. God, thank you for this chance just to sit down together and open your word and look at the things that uh, you inspired Peter to write, that you put uh, in his pen. And what an amazing thing that thousands of years later, we're still unrolling what that means uh, for today and for your church body. What a blessing. What a beautiful picture Peter painted for us, that the Holy Spirit painted for us about being a chosen people, Mm -hmm. a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your possession. Oh, may that change us, Lord. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, would you move in right now to each one of our hearts and begin to rearrange the furniture? Would you begin to disrupt in us in a holy way? that which you are calling us to. Mm-hmm. Would you give us eyes to see it, mm-hmm. ears to hear? Jesus, we love you. Mm-hmm. We praise you tonight, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thanks. See you next time.